When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. I am so excited to partner with them once again in 2022 because they've got a lot of great stuff going on, including an entirely redesigned and renovated driving range and practice area. It's got Top Tracer. It's got, what, like 42 heated bays, individually heated, by the way. And it's even got a food truck and much, much more, such as two bars. Yeah, that's right. Go out to CogHillGolf.com today to learn a little bit more. And, of course, you already know about all their great golf courses, CogHillGolf.com. We're also pleased to continue to work with our friends at WorldwideGolfShops.com. You've heard me talk about them many times before. They've got everything you need for golf. They've got apparel, accessories, training aids, all the new equipment. They've got deals like every single day. And going out to WorldwideGolfShops.com might just help you improve your game this golf season. WorldwideGolfShops.com. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me all over social media at GolfUnfiltered, and you know where to find me on email, adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. First and foremost, thank you so much to everyone who has been listening to our sister podcast, I guess you could call it, Golf Stories, Volume 1, Secret Tour Pro. It's going to be a reoccurring uh, documentary-style podcast series that I'm doing with my buddy Chris McEwen over at uh, McEwen Media. You know him from SecondCityGolf.com along with myself and our buddy Bill Bush. Chris and I have been diving into this story that really has been on my mind for at least seven years by now. And uh, we've gotten a lot of good feedback. It tells the story of the mysterious Secret Tour Pro Twitter account. And uh, we've done so with many interviews from listeners who have reached out, who have had experiences dealing with this character. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. If you're a fan of true crime, like that, that style of podcast storytelling, then I would highly encourage you to check out Golf Stories. And uh, this first volume is diving into Twitter's mysterious Secret Tour Pro. We've only got one more episode. Then, well, all the episodes, all five episodes, will be available for you to listen and binge if that's what you prefer to do. We we have so much that we could talk about this week. And when I was sitting down to think about what topic are we going to cover, I mean, there's just so much going on in the world of golf all at once. We kind of ran into this maybe three or four weeks ago when all the talk about the Super Golf League, the PGL, Phil Mickelson doing what he was doing, Bryson, where the heck has he been type type you know conversation. And now it's almost coming to a head once again when we finally see the Super Golf League, which is now called Live Golf Investments, L-I-V, Golf Investments. It's Greg Norman's thing that's backed by Saudi Arabia uh, money. Uh, They released their schedule. It is uh, eight events, one of which, right here, 
in good old Chicagoland, which I think is being very generous with the location of Rich Harvest Farms. For those who don't know, Rich Harvest Farms is nowhere near Chicago. I mean, it's it's probably 50 miles at least away from Chicago. It's basically Iowa. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Rich Harvest Farms was the site of many golf tournaments over the years. Uh, most recently, if I'm going off the top of my head, it was a site of the Solheim Cup not too long ago, uh, as well as many amateur events. But to call it Chicago is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, regardless, that's not the big story. Um, just a funny little anecdote. The big story is that now we have a schedule to look at, and I'm just going to read off some of the locations, and it spans many parts of the world. Uh, kicks off June 9th at Centurion Golf Club in London, England. Then it comes stateside July 1st through the 3rd at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club in Portland, Oregon. Then, of course, we can't forget July 29th, Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey. Of course it's going to go there. Uh, and then, of course, we've got some additional uh, sites, including the International in Boston. I mentioned Rich Harvest Farms in September near Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. Uh, then it goes to Bangkok, Thailand, uh, Stonehill Golf Club. Uh, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, of course. You, you knew there was going to be an event there. And then a team championship at a location to be announced. Interesting stuff. This is the Live Golf Invitational. Um, I, I, I don't know even what to say about this. I had no thought that it would be uh, there. There would be an event in my state. Um, I knew that they wanted to go to the Midwest, and uh, I saw some of the chatter immediately following the the announcement of the schedule on on social. This makes complete sense. If you think about areas of the United States, at least, that don't get a lot of love from the PGA Tour, the Chicagoland area is one of them. And I've complained about this for years. Granted, you think about many great tournaments that used to be you know, held in Chicagoland. You think about the Western Open, which became the BMW Championship. It was at Coghill, which is just down the street from me. You've heard me say that a million times. Uh, that has since not happened in many years, I think since 2011. You think about Medina, you think about Conway Farms, you think about um, recent locations for the BMW Championship, and you think about the Ryder Cup that was at Medina, you think about other things. Yes, those all existed, but there's no regular tour stop in, yes, I'm biased, but I would say one of the most golf-welcoming areas of the country, despite only being able to play the damn game, for, what, six, seven months out of the year? So, Greg Norman and his folks did their homework. Chicago's not the only place that, uh, you know, that type of mentality or commentary can be said. Uh, Portland, Oregon, we don't have anything out there for the PGA Tour. A lot of great golf out there. Boston, yeah, I mean, it's been around. But there isn't typically a regular stop there. And the list goes on. New Jersey. I mean, the list goes on. So now we're in a situation as golf fans and uh, those of us who like to write about the game and, and talk about it, we're still waiting to hear who's playing in this thing. I asked the question on, on Twitter, you know, why, why, why the holdup? 
Just just rip the Band-Aid off. Let us know which players are playing. We've already heard that the PGA Tour and the European Tour are going to ban these players, um, allegedly, if they decide that they're going to play in the Saudi Arabia-backed league. Uh, fine. You know, if that's what's going to happen, then let's just get on with it. Because right now, according to the uh, another statement that was uh, released by Greg Norman, they've got a max of 48 players that can participate in this, I believe, $225 million worth of purses for these tournaments. Holy cow. But we don't know who's playing yet. I mean, is it going to be a bunch of Corn Fairy Tours? No offense. Is it going to be a bunch of Corn, corn Fairy Tour players that no one's heard of before? And like Jason Cockrack, Lee Westwood, I'll get back to him in a second. Uh, maybe Adam Scott. I assume Phil Mickelson. I don't know. These are all assumptions. We know nothing else other than the the mysterious, vague press conferences that these players held, and they said that they all signed non-disclosure agreements. But even then, who are the 48 players? I mean, are they going to roll this out with 20 guys? If that's the case, then holy hell, these guys just made a huge payday. Talk about a wasteful miss <laughs> by... Whoever's behind the the organization of this league, I mean, because let's let's think about the events that transpired since all of this talk about the Super Golf League, now the the Live Golf, whatever the hell, uh, since that came out, uh, Bryson was probably going to go, might still, uh, but then all of a sudden he made a statement weeks later that no, I'm I'm, I'm dedicated to the PGA Tour. Um, you know, we got a number of other players that did the exact same thing. Phil Mickelson is out on an island somewhere after, you know, the, his interview that was on the record with Alan Shipnuck, even though he wants to say that it wasn't. Uh, God only knows where he is. He's probably suspended. He might, we might never see him play in the PGA Tour again. Who knows? I don't care what Jay Mo, uh, Monahan says, the PGA Tour commissioner. He said that he would welcome it. He would welcome a conversation to bring Phil back. Why would you why why would you do that? This dude just basically went scorched earth on your association and you're going to welcome him back? Yeah, I, I would guess there's going to be a conversation. But all of this just kind of came up out of nowhere. And, you know, obvious, well, I guess I shouldn't say out of nowhere. We all kind of knew that something was going to come out around the time of the players championship, which of course is the PGA Tour's flagship event. They did not disappoint. I could just picture Greg Norman, whoever else is affiliated with the Live Golf whatever, sitting back and laughing as the PGA as the Players Championship almost gets rained out. I mean, it was a terrible tournament overall. Yeah, it was fun to watch on a Monday. That was cool. We always love, you know, tournaments that finish during the week. But leading up to that point, I mean, it was literally almost a washout. And I, I would just imagine that that those guys loved every minute of it, just watching that unfold. So now, now we know where they're going to play the events. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, well, shoot, I mean, I've got a tournament not far from my house. I mean, it's a little bit of a drive, but it's completely accessible. Do I, do I buy tickets to this thing? 
And then it's almost like, okay, I'm against Saudi Arabia and what they stand for in terms of how they treat journalists and people in general. This is clearly an attempt at sports washing. I had no idea it was going to be basically in my backyard. So do I go to this thing? If you're listening to this, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you either have one of two reactions. One is, why the hell wouldn't you go? And then the other is the exact opposite. You know, this is, I've been thinking way too much about this because there's a little bit of curiosity as to what might happen. I mean, it's going to be a golf tournament. Let's not, I mean, it's not going to be anything fantastic. But this is maybe something that many golf fans, not all, but many golf fans are probably thinking about as now we have the locations of where these tournaments are going to be. I want to know, and maybe one of you listeners know this and can reach out to me again, Adam at golf Send me an email. If you know, what did rich harvest get for this? Think about the PR, the press good or bad that is going to surround your golf course. Because of this league. You know what's even funnier? And actually, it's not funny at all. It's, it's extremely sad to, a, to an extent. Because we're still talking about country clubs here. Apparently, Pumpkin Ridge, I, I mentioned this earlier, uh, the New Jersey stop for this new league. Apparently, they're raising membership fees to help improve the golf course and the clubhouse for this new league. And they didn't tell members. How crazy is that? Think about it. Again, I get it. You got to be of a certain status in order to uh, even think about being a member of a private country club. But that's still kind of garbage. I mean, I kind of would hope that enough of the membership would care. Be like, hey, could you give us a heads up? But again, it's a rumor. I don't know if that's entirely... I haven't been able to validate that. So if anyone, if anyone's a member of Pumpkin Ridge in New Jersey, give me, give me a, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear your point of view on this whole thing. Because from the get go, everything around, let's just keep calling it the Super Golf League. I think that's just a dumb name anyway, and it's just the one that I'm gonna continue. Live golf. I mean, what is that? Um. Anyway, from the get go, this this league has had everything going against it, and for good reason. We did an entire podcast episode with Will Bardwell of Lying4.com to talk about what this regime of Saudi Arabia is trying to do here. And now that we know where it's going to be, where we know the events are going to be held, is it, are you? St- I'm, I'm still kind of curious. I'm not going to lie to you. I've never lied to you guys. I... I'm curious about it. I still don't know where it's going to be televised. I've heard everything from it's going to be televised with a deal with Amazon. I've heard it's going to uh, be part of a new streaming service that's completely unrelated to anything else we've seen. I've heard everything under the sun. I don't know what to believe. 
But would it be wrong to buy tickets to this thing? Now, trust me, I don't need anyone to convince me one way or the other. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I still think it's completely the wrong thing for these golfers to jump towards just because they're getting tossed stupid money. Because we, we all know where that money came from. But, it, you know, it, it's, a, it's a big jump from talking about this league to now seeing it come to fruition. And now we see that these things are real. Greg Norman, come hell or high water, he said he's not stopping. It's going to happen. Some of our best, not our best, but some of our most uh, recognizable names in the game of golf are probably going to jump on board. Are you going to watch? I'm curious. Are you going to watch? Would you buy a ticket to go watch this live? That's the question a lot of golf fans are going to be faced with. And they went to big markets. They weren't dumb about this. They didn't go to the largest markets. Chicago's pretty big. But they're going to have eyeballs. I'm just waiting to see what players they get. Meanwhile, the other competitor, the PGL, the Premier Golf League, they're taking a little bit of a different approach. It was, I was very surprised to see this news come out. Care of the Fire Pit Collective, they were the ones that got the scoop. Don't let anyone else tell you differently, um, because people are trying. Uh, they receive a letter from an anonymous source uh, that Rory McIlroy actually received originally. And in it, it's this entire outline of how the Premier Golf League is going to try to partner with the PGA Tour in many ways. And it goes beyond the PGA Tour. It actually goes down to the Corn Ferry Tour, as well as other areas. And if you were to go out to the Fire Pit Collective now and you read it, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about, at least at the time of this recording. And it it kind of makes a lot of sense. And they're taking a pretty smart approach here to partner as opposed to try to be a complete separate identity. And they've made it highly attractive for these players to pay attention. Now, I am by no means an expert in the language that was used in the letter. I'm going to reference uh, a story written on golfmonthly.com right now that does a good job of breaking down the high-level aspects of what we're offered or what was offered in this letter. Uh, And I'm just going to quote here. The letter states that the intention to generate significant equity for the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, slash European Tour, uh, and Corn Ferry Tour members that vote in favor of the plans. As a result, it would allocate 100 million shares with a prospective value of an astonishing $10 billion, which the PGL believes it could generate an equity value by 2030. So what this means is that PGA Tour members would receive 50% of those shares, with KFT members receiving 7.5%, and then DP World Tour members just 2.5%. So these players vote in favor of this plan, and this letter, by the way, was also presented to the Player Advisory Council that Rory McIlroy sits on, and they're going to get paid just to do it. 
before they even hit a golf shot. In fact, the letter goes on to say that every player that's in favor of doing this will receive $2 million as soon as the league launches. They just have to say yes and wait. And they get $2 million. But that's not even the best part. The best part is that the Corn Ferry Tour players that want to do this, they'll make $300,000 when this league launches. Now, we are in the social media age now, and, and there's a lot of great content providers out there, most notably Monday Q Info slash Ryan French of the Fire Pit Collective, by the way, um, detailing the life of up-and-coming tour players or those trying to make it back to the show, primarily those who are on the Corn Ferry Tour. You can't tell me that every single one of those players on that tour wouldn't say yes to $300,000 right now. And oh, by the way, the money isn't coming from Saudi Arabia. It's coming from European-backed companies. Your conscience is clear. So, this is a different world of golf that we're in right now. If you're a fan of professional golf, admittedly, I haven't watched as much in recent years as I have in the past, but I still enjoy it. And I definitely enjoy the business side of it. I I love learning more about it. This is like a wet dream right now (laughs) with all of this stuff that's been going on. This all rolls into other conversations that we've had in the past on this podcast. What is the product that we're watching anymore? And are we okay with it? And I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole because, one, that's another conversation for another day. But two, if we're being entertained, and yes, I know I've spoken about this before, but if we are being entertained and... It feels that the league is legit, that the funding is coming from decent places, at least not from murderous regimes that hate people for the people that they actually like. I think that's okay. Especially if a league like the PGL wants to partner with the long-standing traditional PGA Tour. And they're going to help the other tours out as well. There's a lot of damn money being thrown around right now. And I, you know, as a golfer, as someone who has been a fan of the professional game for most of my life, I'm sure many of you can relate. I don't fault players to an extent for taking the money. But I'm not in their position. Like, I don't know what I would do. What I do know, as someone who sits in front of a microphone once a week and writes articles on a golf website and tries golf equipment, what I do know is that we will not be talking about the same pro game a year from now as we were five years ago. And that's okay, too. Things change. This is an exciting time. I don't know where things are going to end up. Obviously, we're all going to kind of sit back and watch where things go. I'll turn this microphone on again, and I'll talk more about it. But let me know your thoughts. 
Adam at golfandfilter.com is the uh, the email address, and you can find me on social at Golf Unfiltered. Uh, the last thing I'll mention is um, while all this is going on, you know, the Chicagoland area where I do live, as you all know, uh, it's getting warmer. I'm actually playing in my first uh, my first outing of the season uh, this Sunday, so in a few days from today when I'm recording this. No idea how that's going to go. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the golf season because I'll, I'll tell you the local golf scene here is significant. There is just so much going on in this area. Um, you've heard me talk a lot about Cog Hill, all the, uh, I love that place. You guys know that. And, and they've got a ton of stuff going on there. Their, their driving range is completely renovated. They've got two bars, man. (laughs) I mean, if you're just going out to have a good time and maybe listen to some music because they play that, they put TVs up in the place. They've got a new fitting area that they're going to have towards the end of the range where, you know, you can go get fit. It's it's fantastic. Individually heated bays, all the, all the good things. But the other night, I was invited along with a um, handful of others in the area um, to Sub-70's new uh, The 70 which is a custom club fitting location that the fine folks over at Sub-70 Golf have opened. And if you're in this area at all, or if you're a fan of Sub-70 Golf, as I am, uh, this place is really neat. I mean, picture, picture your favorite man cave that you've ever been to in a home. You know, maybe you got that friend, or maybe you are that friend that's got just the kick-ass basement, that's got high-end furniture, built-in bar, really cool aesthetic, you know, and oh, by the way, you've got two full-service flight scope simulators and a putting green, and it's completely self-serve booze. And yeah, there's a little sitting area, too, that you can pick up some nice sub-70 apparel, it's it's a golfer's dream. I mean, it. you go, you sit down. It's appointment only, which I love. You go, you get fit. You get to meet a few guys. You might bring a couple beers. You know, whatever you want to do. It's a legitimate hangout place. And I'm just, I'm so flattered that they even thought about, you know, inviting me. I brought my wife, Mrs. GU. You guys all know who that is. Uh, Kristen and I went, we met up with some buddies, you know, Bill Bush from Driving Range Heroes went, I was hoping to run into Ryan French, Monday Q Info, but he actually, and his, uh, him and his family went down to the Bellspar, I understand, but, uh, Ed Detuza was another guy, he's a local content creator, handful of other people, and what, the, the main takeaway that, uh, my wife and I talked about driving home, and it's a bit of a, bit of a drive for me, it took me about an hour to get there. Um, those guys are so nice and courteous and legitimately love golf. I know you see on social, um, a lot of people talk about the customer service that Sub70 does. And in full disclosure, they are, they are not a partner of mine. They don't sponsor me, nothing. I do own their clubs. Uh, I own a lot of golf clubs, but I I do play their clubs uh, often. They're great, by the way. You've heard me talk about that before. But the big thing 
is this is a smaller company, an independent company that's trying to do something good for the game. They're succeeding in doing that. And the phrase of don't forget where you come from gets thrown around a lot. But Jason, the owner, Jay, the marketing guy, Ryan, his brother, who's the the apparel guy. And yeah, I know there's like four or five other guys that I'm the names I'm forgetting now. And I apologize, gentlemen, if you're listening to this, they just, they just want to have a good time and they want others to enjoy the game of golf. And look, I've met a lot of people in this industry and I'm not going to sit here and try to say like, you know, there's bad people over here and there's good people at this brand or this website or whatever. That's none of you care. It's not important. The guys over at sub 70 are as genuine and legit as anybody I've ever met. I mean, it goes a long way when you are just kind to people. You know, and that night when we went out, I'm sure there were people of different uh, beliefs. There were people of different statuses. There were there was a just a, a eclectic group of of people who probably would disagree on any other topic in the world, but. We had such a good time just hanging out, talking golf, talking about whatever, hitting a few golf balls. You know what? It's just, you know, that is what makes the game so great. And the fact that they were able to, I guess, personify that in this new location called the 70 in Sycamore, Illinois. I can't say enough good things about them. I'll definitely be going back. I encourage you guys to check them out. I mean, go out to the website, you know, just Google, you know, sub 70 golf. You'll find out what I'm talking about. So anyway, I've gone way over longer than I thought I would. I didn't even think I would go into that topic, but uh, exciting time right now. There's a lot to talk about moving forward. We'll be back again next week. As I mentioned at the top of the show, go and subscribe to golf stories. It might be a little difficult to find on Apple and Spotify, but it's there. Uh, You could even search for my name, Adam Fonseca and, uh, I hope you enjoy that documentary style. It's something different than I've ever done. Uh, Chris and I have worked very hard on this and um, I would love, and we would love for more people to take a listen to it. So be sure to go out there. And if you can't find it, just shoot me a note. I'll send you a link to it. Thanks everybody. Stay kind to one another. We'll talk again soon.